God bless everyone. Welcome back. It's been such a long time. So great to, to be with you today. And um, kind of make sure that I'm on Facebook Live here. So just give me one second while I go on here to make sure that we're broadcasting like I always do. Those of you that know me, <laughs> that's my uh, little thing to make sure that we are broadcasting. So I can make sure I read your comments. It has been such a long time. Amen. And uh, it's so good to get back together with our Facebook friends and to share the word of the Lord with everyone. I missed you, but you've always been in our prayers. So, yep, there we go. I'm definitely broadcasting. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So I just got to make sure I do the comments, put the yeah. volume down. Okay. So, Patricia Bailey, God bless you, my sister from Canada. Amen. Please sign in. Let us know where you're from. Hopefully, I'll be able to see you on the chat line if you're watching on YouTube or if you're watching on Facebook. I'm excited to be with you. Got a lot of exciting news to share with you. And I'm looking forward to these daily broadcasts, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, to continue sharing about what God is doing in his glory. Amen. So my name is Henry Falcone uh, from Flame of Fire Kingdom Awakening Messengers. I, I like to call myself the American Eagle. So I got my American Eagle shirt on, can you see? But, um, you know, Eagle's a watchman. And so it's just a blessing to be with you. Ah, good, good morning, Cheryl. Amen from Canada, our Canadian sister, Jessica. Uh, thank you for watching this morning. Amen. I'm excited to, to uh, be with each and every one of you. I have a, this is going to be an exciting series of, prepar of preparation and prophetic and apostolic release to us uh, from the Lord that is going to totally transform our lives and prepare us for what's coming. So I'm looking very, looking forward to that um, uh, releasing of God's word this morning. Um, Praise God. So let's just go be, let's go before the Father and Lord, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you, and we give you glory. Thank you, Lord, for this gathering of the saints. I ask you, Lord, to take this broadcast and Lord, and let it reach people in every city, every tribe, every nation on the earth, Lord, that you would bring it to. Lord, you told me not to promote it to advertise it to do anything not to touch it that you would bring it to the people that you would want to bring it to so lord i'm absolutely trusting you to do that and that today there would be a knitting and a fitting together in a deeper way with you as our bridegroom king and with one another lord as the family of god as the army of god that's arising upon the earth right now lord i thank you today we hear you but we want to hear you better we know you but we want to know you better. We see you, but we want to see you better. Lord, we thank you that today that you've disconnected us by your blood, by the shedding of your blood and you rising and dying for us, that you've disconnected us from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And you've connected us again to the tree of life. That's who you are in the midst of the garden. Lord, I pray such a prophetic and apostolic kingdom release today, Lord, on this broadcast. I pray today, God, that your manifested presence would come into every home, to every person, and you would, that, that you would overwhelm us in your pure holy love and change us by your glory, from glory to glory. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We praise you. What a delight it is, Lord, to be with you this morning, to worship you, Lord, and give you all the praise and the glory you deserve. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just put this broadcast into your hands, and we thank you that you'll come yes lord you'll come we made a place for you to come and manifest your glory manifest your presence manifest your person 
And Lord, we thank you that our hearts will be open to hear the very present word that you speak today to us, Lord. Now to you who can do exceedingly above all that we ask or think to you, Lord, be all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. God bless you, Donna, for watching today. And Susan and Lisa, God bless you. It's such a blessing to have each and every one of you on this morning. Praise God. Just a few quick notes uh, to start off with this morning. Number one, I'm very excited that, you know, uh, the Lord gave me a word that everything is new in 2022, that old things have passed away. And behold, all things become new. And we've been seeing that manifest in our lives, in our, in our families. We've seen God begin to really move and change things in our lives and position us and beginning to propel us with his glory. And one of those things that God told us to change for 2022 was our website that we can no longer use what we used in the in the past few years. It was new, but now it's newer. So if you get a chance this morning, and uh, I, hopefully I can, uh, I'll type the uh, uh, link on, let me type the link on there for you this morning. So if you wanna go over there and uh, check it out, um, I'm gonna put it on there right now, okay. If you go to it and you check it out, uh, you'll see that it's completely different. It's speaking the present word of the Lord. It's a reflection of the work of God's glory. So everything about it is changed. You'll, and, and it's very easy to navigate. And you'll see that on the as you slide down, the uh, as you scroll down the uh, homepage, you'll see there are new things that are on there, really beautiful things. Um, you'll see um, uh, Team Converge, Fivefold Connection. You'll see, um, uh, you'll see um, uh, uh, a thousand words more than a thousand words, which is a video, it's a video slide presentation of all the convergences for last year so that you can see it personally. And then there's a lot of other things. So please go to the website, check it out. And if you wanna comment, send me a text message or comment what you think of it. If it's easy to use, I would appreciate any comments that you have, but hopefully you'll enjoy it. And uh, we'll be putting a lot of new information on there. So please check out that also. The other thing I wanna to talk to you about is our next divine convergence. Is in is called the Greater New York Schenectady Divine Convergence, and we're going to Schenectady, New York, May second through the seventh. You know, and if you're anywhere near there or you want to come to Convergence, I encourage you. San Francisco was so powerful. I mean, we walked in a different dimension of glory, and New York is is going to be greater than that. And so the dates of that, I'll put it on the end, are May second through the seventh. 2022, it's connected in New York. Again, if you go to the website and you go to the events page, you can click on it. We'd love to have you there. If you're a singer, worshiper, psalmist, dancer, you know, flag ministry, lover of God, fivefold minister, you know, somebody passionately in love with Jesus, come and gather with the saints to experience the Lord. There's no agenda. As I said before, there's, there's no agenda, no guest speakers, but the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit working through his people. So please come. All right, that's it for the announcements. If you want to call those announcements, I just wanted to get you updated because I haven't uh, talked to many of you in a while or been, been able to hear from you, but praise the Lord. Good morning, Debbie from uh, Connecticut. God bless you. But this morning, uh, I'm excited to begin this, 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 this new series of the Lord, the Arising Joel's Army. How many can feel that in your spirit that something has changed in 2022? You can feel a changing, a drawing, uh, a, a, a drawing to be nearer and nearer to the Lord. But as you do this in empowerment, and I have to say, you know, from Philadelphia to San Francisco, there's been two times where I felt a completely new dimension of power, authority, and dominion 
creatively of the Lord, that a creative word and a powerful word uh, was released. And I saw that happen in uh, to a man that God had us ministered to. He was a homeless man, but really demon possessed in Philadelphia. How God just absolutely just stopped the demons from speaking and spoke to the center of that man. And then I felt it in San Francisco, a real prophetic release of God that, and a dimension and authority that was going to change the, the the way the youth were going to be treated in that city and how the young people were going to, uh, that God was going to be a change to the school systems. Now, I don't know if you've been following what happened in San Francisco about, about three or four weeks ago, but this liberal of all cities removed, they did a recall of the, of the radical liberals that were on the board that were trying to bring in all these other agendas and didn't want to have the kids taught in school and they were just trying to uh, do uh, change all the names of the school to remove all the <coughs> all the historical names from them and the people rose up right after we left to remove these people from office and the, and the mayor did a 180 degree turnaround from what her statement was a year ago to when i just heard her i, I it was amazing and god spoke to me that's the change that you that's a change God had us bring in the atmosphere over uh, uh, um, San Francisco. And believe me, much more is to come from that. And so we're beginning to walk in a new place of kingdom authority and kingdom anointing. Are you ready for that? And, and, and do you want to be made ready for that? To, you know, the Lord told me in 2020 was a year of preparation. That was a year everything changed. 2021 was a year of, of positioning and rearranging and divine realignments. And God has brought people together who you, you may have thought that would never ever be together. And 2020 year, the Lord said, this is a year of propelling glory. And that's what we're gonna talk about on this broadcast. That's all right with you. So let's start this morning. In Song of Solomon chapter two, verse 10 through 13, it says, my beloved spoke and he said to me, rise up my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, the time of the singing of the birds is come, and the voice of, of the turtle is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth her green figs, and the vines with tender grapes give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. That's Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 10 through 13. We're going to expound on that, that, that one passage of scripture, because what does that mean? Oh, it means so much to what God is doing right now. The prophetic vision of this word is for our day right now. And, it, and in it, you'll see how God is about, how God is now arising his army, Joel's army, a full-grown sons and daughters of God, a man-child, a bride, a, you know, whatever you want to call it, overcoming people. Now, this passage of scripture, beloved, expresses in beautiful spiritual imagery. It's, you know, a prophetic vision of today's outpouring of God's pure holy love by the Holy Spirit for these days. It's a beautiful spiritual imagery. It speaks of a special divine intervention. And that's what we received in 2020 when the whole church stopped, when everything came to an end, when we couldn't go to church, when we couldn't do anything. That was a pivotal transitional moment in, the, in church history. It was the day the kingdom age you know, has dawned so that many could see it. Now, the kingdom age really began, you know, you know the transition into the third day kingdom age really began in 2020. But for, for the last 20 years, it was hidden through the midnight hour, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, maybe up to 559, okay, that many were seeing it, but it was still hidden. 
In 2020, it got it, the dawning of the third day kingdom age in reality is really manifesting on the earth. Now a day is like a thousand years, Peter says, and a thousand years like the day. So from, from, from Christ's ascension to the year 2000 was 2000 years. Okay, that's what we call the church age. But in 2000, we entered a new millennium or the third day of the church age, where, where we had two prophetic days existing at the same time, the church age and the birthing of the kingdom age. And in there, there's a call for the body of Christ to come out of the church age, the church age wineskin, which I talked about, the way we function, the way we do services, the way we do meetings, the way we live, everything changed in 2020. Would you agree? We couldn't even go to the supermarket the same because of COVID. We couldn't even buy groceries the same. And look what's happened in 2022. Look at the change that's happened since the first of this year. Look at our nation. Look at the economy. Look at the price of gasoline. Look Sorry. at what, look what's happening. And this is what God said was going to happen. You know, the Lord had given me a prophetic word in 2020 that this, this, this election was the first election in the dawning of the kingdom age. And it was critical who we voted for. Because if we voted for one candidate, I'll say it with Donald Trump, that would have been, God would have given us more time of, of preparation. But if we voted for uh, President Biden, we'd have less time and that the forces of darkness would come ex and accelerate to try to bring in a, a, a new reset, a new order, a, a world, a man-made world order on our nation. And it's happening. And you've seen it. But at the same time, though, though that, that is accelerating, God is accelerating his kingdom government upon the earth. And so you can see there's a, there's a clash coming between the kingdom of God and the kingdoms of this world. And we know who already won. The kingdom Jesus did. The kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God in Christ. Somebody say hallelujah. So we see this war. There's a natural war going on in the, in, you know, on the earth. But there's a spiritual war that's accelerated. There's an accelerated war, which means God now has to accelerate his people to become Joel's prophetic army. And that's described in Joel. And I'll read it in a few minutes. Okay. But th this army that God is raising up right now has to go through an acceleration, an accelerated preparing, positioning, and propelling glory of God to be ready for what's coming upon the earth. How many of you want to be ready? Amen. I want to be ready. I know about you. So I'm going to go over to Joel uh, chapter two real quick. I just want to read it. Uh, about this army so that you can hear its description. Okay, it says, blow the trumpet in Zion. I'm in Joel chapter two, beloved, verses one, and I'm gonna read down uh, to uh, verse 11. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord's judgment is coming. It's close at hand. That's what this broadcast is about. This broadcast is going to speak about this, this army arising and how God is bringing this, arise, this arising army to their feet now. It says a day of darkness and gloom, a day of cloud and thick mist and darkness, which is happening on the earth right now. Like the morning dawn spread upon the mountain, so comes a people. Now, this is a prophetic word, a prophetic vision. So comes a people, numerous and mighty, the likes of which, and I want you to hear this, have never, never been before and shall never again, even to the years of many generations, okay? In other words, a people like this have never been seen before. A fire devours before them. That fire represents the authority of God, and behind them, a flame burns. They're surrounded in fire. They're surrounded with 
and covered and saturated with God's glory. This is what this is what's about to happen upon the earth, upon God's remnant people. The land is a garden of Eden before them. That's that's a that speaks of prophetic restoration. Why it's a land of garden of Eden? That that represents a people restored to their place. A people restored to their divine place as Adam and Eve, they were given authority to what? To take dominion over the earth and subdue it. So that's what he's talking about. These people, these this army that's arising right now, is beginning to come together right now as a wheel within a wheel. Okay, it will be like a garden of Eden before them, behind them a desolate wilderness. Yes, none has escaped. Their appearance is as the appearance of horses. Now, this is very prophetic because when we take when we take this scripture and, and tie it with Song of Solomon, you'll see that he calls the bride one of the choicest horses in Pharaoh's chariot. That was an exceedingly beautiful compliment to give her. And why it was a beautiful compliment was the fact that of all the horses that are in all the world, Pharaoh had choice of. But the choicest ones, his, his horsemen, took them and trained them and gave them special treatment because these horses had to carry the glory of the king's chariot. They were prepared for the glory. So that's why I want you to that's what I want you to hear today. Their appearances are like uh, appearance of horses, like war horses and horsemen, so do they run. War horses is because they have heard the war trumpet. These select beloved um, um, remnant of God that have given the totality of their be being to the Lord, who, who in 2020 knew that I got to burn the ships of my past life, of how I done church, how I, done how I do ministry. And they said, Lord, what do you want today? I want the new wine skin of the kingdom age. I want to drink the new wine. Those fivefold ministers and those of you, uh, those of you in the body of Christ who have said yes to that, who have been dealt with by the Lord in the closet all these years, been dealt with, broken, you know, uh, you know, and maybe you, you, you haven't found a place in a church for a long time. And you've been saying, God, where do I belong? Where do I fit? And there's so many that have come out of the church structure, prop, the church structure, you know, because they were hungry for the more of God. They weren't rebellious. They just wanted more of God. They couldn't do the, the traditional things anymore. So they went in their prayer closet and they sought the Lord and they sought, for, and they sought fellowship with other Christians that were desiring the more of God and they found them. And they began to fellowship and new new groups began to form, home groups and, and, and online groups where we could seek the face of God and allow God to change us, mold us and bring us into the reality of the kingdom of God. And that's awesome. And now God is gathering that remnant, whether they're still in a local church, whether they're in a home group or whether they're home alone, ministering with others. God is beginning to gather them together and form them as this army that I'm describing to you to become an army of the Lord. Or as you've heard me say, a wheel within a wheel, a royal priest in a holy nation. Now, beloved, this has never been seen on planet Earth before. We have never been a holy nation. We've never been a royal priesthood. We've never been overcomers, kings and priests unto our God to rule and reign with them. We've never been through the process of Revelation 2 and 3 where we've had to repent, repent, change and overcome so that we can be positioned in Revelation chapter 4 to come up here so that we can begin to see the things and hear the things and know the things that are here that are to come hereafter. 
And then in Revelation 5, we see the Lord coming with glory. And they talk about the scroll and who's worthy to take the scroll. And then all of a sudden, when they see the lamb was able to take, he's worthy. They begin to sing a new song prophetically in Revelation chapter 5. And he has, and he has called us out of every tribe and every nation. And he's purchased us by his own blood. And he has formed us into a kingdom of kings and priests to our God so that we can rule and reign with him forever and ever. That statement is this army. That statement is the positioning of this army. This positioning of Revelation chapter one through five, which I call the spiritual Pentateuch, comes to completion as God forms his wheel within his wheel. This army of the Lord who are filled with this, what you are describing, a garden of Eden came before them. They're surrounded by fire the glory of God before them, behind them. They're soaked in the perusia of God's glory. They're filled with it in their being and they're surrounded by it. And now the likes of these have never been seen upon the earth before. Now, those people have many names that God gave me that showed me glory bringers, okay? Fire bringers and now deliverers. These are God's end time deliverers that are going to shake the nation. They're going to be walking in the authority, the restoration authority that Adam and Eve had in the garden. Because Jesus has come on the third day to what? Finish his course. It says in, in Luke chapter 13, he says, go tell that fox today and tomorrow, two prophetic days. I do healings and miracles. But on the third day, I have come to complete my course or finish a people. What I'm sharing with you is the finishing work of the Lord and how he's doing it. And why we need to be prepared and positioned to allow the Lord, to allow the glory of the Lord to completely change us and transform us. How many of you are willing to let the Lord do that? And you are letting the Lord do that. I hope you are. This is the greatest day to be alive upon the earth, beloved. It really is. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Dorothy. Good morning, Sylvia. God bless you for watching today. This is, this is a tremendously powerful word that God is having me share. I want you to hear the army, Joel's army. It says, I'm, I'm going to read verse three again. Uh, 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 a fire devours before them and behind them. That fire is the glory of God. The land, is, the land is as the Garden of Eden before them, which means they are well able to go in and take the land. See, they're land takers, spiritual land takers. And we'll talk more about this over the next few days. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses. We talked about why horses. Okay, because if you think about it, Jesus is coming on what? A white horse and his army are riding white horses. So these are horsemen who are able to ride horses. We may not be literally riding horses on the earth, but positionally, spiritually, we're, we're, we're going to be gathered together as horsemen to be able to walk in the kingdom authority, power and dominion of God's glory. And the glory of the Lord is what? Going to be seen, Isaiah 60 says, risen upon us. You getting excited yet? I'm praying that this word would begin to burn within you and to burn within me, that we begin to burn with that glory, that his glory would come now and manifest in each and every one of us and burn up everything in us, every part of our old wineskin of church age wineskin, worldly, worldly wineskin, that the total burning up of that church age wineskin, a mixture of flesh and spirit would be totally burned up and we would receive the new kingdom wineskin with where there's no mixture. It's just complete spirit of God. Those that are led by the spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. Praise God. Before them, the people, verse uh, nine, anguish and all faces be 
compelled. Why does he describe it that way? Before them, the people are in anguish because they're carrying the glory. Can you imagine what happens when the glory of God is seen risen upon you and you walk into a place and what that's going to do about instant conviction to your friends, to your families, to your mothers, your fathers and sisters and brothers? They have never seen you. They have never seen us be filled with that glory. What does that glory look like? It's the same glory that Jesus displayed on the Mount of Transfiguration. Remember, when he went up there, he took, he took Peter, James, and John, a church within a church, a people within a people, and he brought them up. And what did he do? He transfigured. And when he transfigured, it says his face was like the noonday sun and his clothing were like white raiments. And then we see that, that Moses and Elijah came and spoke with them. And so frightening was that picture of Jesus being with Moses and Elijah that, that Peter, James, and John were scared said, should we make booths for you or tents for you so that you can stay? They didn't know what to do because they were beholding a prophetic vision. They were beholding God's end time work of his delivering anointing of Elijah and Moses. Notice in that glory, when Jesus transfigures, two of the greatest deliverers were standing next to him. Elijah, who delivered them from religious bondage, Jezebelic bondage, and Moses, who delivered them from the power of sin's bondage. These two end time anointings come forth from that glory realm. And Jesus, when he was on that mountain, I want you to understand that he did not transfigure there as the son of God. Mm -mm, because that would have shown his powers as God. He transfigured there as the son of man. He showed us what this earthen vessel is going to look like when it's glorified, when it's filled with the glory of God. Second Thessalonians 1.10 says that in that day, in that day, Jesus will come to be seen, to be seen what glorified within his saints, and they will marvel at that beauty. We are in that day of 2 Thessalonians 1.10. Jesus has come in his perusing. He's not physically here, but he's coming and he's meeting with those that heard the knock of Revelation 3.20. Those of you that have opened the door and said, come in, Jesus, sup with me and let him in. And as you feed him that pure worship, that pure love and devotion, Jesus is coming to feed you with his glory. And that glory is so powerful, it removes every sin, every spot, every blemish, every wrinkle, every mindset. It is so powerful because it comes with the spirit of burning and the spirit of judgment of Isaiah chapter 4 to beautify us, complete us, and change us as I've taught before. And in that glory realm, we become saturated with his glory. His glory shall be what seen, Isaiah says, seen, risen upon you. That's the army that God is raising up right now. That's why, beloved, we can't play church. We can't keep using the old wineskin methods of the church age. I see so many ministers still trying to do the same thing, still trying to, the, the big guys up front, everybody else is talking, and then we bring more big guys up in front, and they do more talking, everybody sits and takes notes, and nothing changes. People don't grow. People don't become everything that God created in the week because that structure was for one age and we're in a new age. That structure of going to church on Sunday, taking notes, doing all the activities of ministry work cannot finish this process of changing us and completing us as overcome us. It cannot cause us to become a royal priesthood. It cannot cause us to become a holy nation. It cannot cause us to become full grown sons of God. It cannot cause us to become a, a bride all adorned prepared for the bridegroom. 
it, it had its day. It did its work, but it's over with. And God used 2020 to say it's over with. It's done with. Now I'm doing a new thing. Behold, I do a new thing, saith the Lord. Can you not perceive it? I'm making a way where in the wilderness and bringing streams in the desert. That represents a, a totally impossible work of God. Bringing water in a desert, bringing, you know, and, and a way in the wilderness. That represents a supernatural divine working of God that would give us what we need to be finished and changed. Are you getting excited yet? Because that's what we're standing in, beloved. That's what we're standing in. Now it says, they run like mighty men. Notice they don't walk. They run like mighty men. This is the forming of David's mighty men company, if you want to call it that. The David company. David and David being the leader, David being the king, David being the first one that was able to be king and priest and prophet all in one. He had three anointings of king, prophet and priest. He was the first one that was, he was the one that God enabled to take the, the Ark of the Covenant out of Moses' tabernacle and just pitch an ordinary tent and invite everybody to come in. There were no big people, no little people. And, and, and David was the one that assigned the singers, the musicians, the, <coughs> the scribes. He positioned everybody. He paid everybody to do what? Minister to the Lord 24-7 and meet the needs of God's heart. And in there, they sang, they danced, they drew, they, they released prophetic, the handmaidens and men's service, ministered to the Lord, they prophesied, they wrote down everything God said. And when David wanted to go into battle, when David needed to inquire the Lord, he went into that tabernacle to worship the Lord and the beauty of his holiness. And in that establishment of that tabernacle, God's governmental order was established over Israel and over Jerusalem. With no tabernacle of David, there's no governmental order. There's no power. There's no authority because if God is not first, if God is not worship first, if pursuing God is not first, then, then there's no governmental authority. And beloved, that's the problem with a lot of what's happening in even the kingdom movement. We're not even talking about the reestablishment of David's tabernacle, though it was prophesied in Amos 9-11 that David's tabernacle had to be restored. So many of the kingdom men and women of God are trying to move without the power source without the seeking of the Lord, the reverencing of God, the worship of God, 24-7, 365, because without that, you know, there's no governmental order. So God is reestablishing that. Why? And so it says, and they run like mighty men. Well, what does it say in Isaiah 40? They that wait upon the Lord, right? Shall what? Renew their strength and be changed, right? And they shall mount up on wings, go up of eagles. And what do they do? They shall run. And not what? Grow weary and walk and not faint. That is happening as we get filled with the glory of God. We're being changed, beloved, from glory to glory. God is changing you when you're sleeping, when you get up in the morning, whether you're conscious of it or not. Because you said, God, I give you the totality of my being. I'm not going back to where I was back in 2019. And whatever you have to change in my life, my heart, my, my body, my soul, my spirit, my family, my finances, my job, whatever you need to do, God, you can do it. You can rearrange everything about me. To those who have said that, they are being filled right now with the glory of God. And it's intensifying. It was intense in 2020. It's more intense in 2021. And it's even more intense in 2022 because it's going to bring forth the new within you. Are you ready for that? The new within your family. I'm telling you, I'm watching God touch family members right now that I never knew God would ever touch them. I have watched miracles happening in, in, in our families, 
and our family because of the glory of God and this new authority to speak and release and pray from heaven to earth. I have watched it with my own eyes. Where, where people would not receive. There is a creative word of God, a word spoken from the spirit of prophecy released from the seven spirits of God that I saw break and smash down walls that never could have got smashed down before and completely transform people and persons, you know, before my very eyes. Are you ready for that? Don't give up on your families. Don't give up on those that maybe said that I don't want what you have. I don't want Christ. I'm telling you, what you're about to be filled with and changed with is so powerful, God's glory, that it will change everything that's around you. They will either, there's two things that happen with the glory of God. You either get changed by it or you get burnt up with it. And that burnt up part is when God releases those judgments because glory is going to change everything on planet earth. The Bible says that the earth is going to be filled with, <coughs> excuse me, with the knowledge and the glory of the Lord. I'm speaking real fast today, aren't I? That's okay. Praise God. Is this helpful, beloved? Is this helping anyone this morning? I hope so. Let me know. Thank you, Lord. It says they run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. That's prophetic. Oh. Yeah, I got one. Thanks. <laughs> My wife was bringing me water. But, the, but, the, but the, the climbing of the wall represents the ability to go up. They're able to climb through the obstacles by going up. That the walls that stopped you in the past will stop you no more. Isn't that glorious? You'll be able to climb over those walls. It says, and it says they, they, um, they, uh, no, what's that? I think I went ahead of myself. I did. Verse, yep. It says, verse five says, like the noise of chariots on the top of mountains, they leap. Like the noise of a flame of power dividing the stubble. Like a mighty people set in battle array. I should have said that first. I'm sorry. I'm in Joel chapter two, verse five. It says like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountain. One of the reasons why if you're going to take a city, there's a high place. You go to that high place so that they can, the people, the inhabitants below can hear the sounds of the chariots. That's to instill fear in their hearts. And that's exactly what the Lord's going to do through this mighty army of God, this Joel's army. He's going to instill fear in his enemies and they're going to be, they're going to be fleeing. Like the noise of a flame of fire devouring the stubble. What does that mean? That represents that glory that they're carrying. Okay. You know, it will be a fire that will uh, devour the stubble, wood, hay, and stubble, all that is of the flesh. And like a mighty people, look at that, like a mighty people set in battle array. This is what God is giving us. He's giving us a new kingdom wineskin so that we can contain you know, the new kingdom wine. We're getting a new hard drive, a new software that functions from the kingdom of God. We cannot use the church age, um, the church age software or the, or the, or the church age hardware, you know, you know, you know, of the computer. It will not contain this glory. What God is doing is so much bigger than anything we've ever known or seen in the church age. God require is requiring new hardware and a new software like a computer so that you can contain the glory. And for that to happen, we need a new container, a kingdom wineskin to contain this glory. And it says this, they run like mighty men. That's our verse six. Before then, the people are in anguish. All faces become pale because of, their glo of the glory of God that they carry. 
They run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. They march each one, look at this, straight ahead on his ways, and they do not break their ranks. If there's one thing that I have seen coming out of the divine convergences in the glory realm, it's that the unity, the love and unity that God can knit his people together. We gather in these cities and many times with total strangers that we've never met before, beloved saints of God. And within probably an hour, God knits us together, forms us together and moves to us. And no one breaks, no one breaks rank and no one thrusts each other under. And look, it says, and neither do they thrust upon each other. In other words, there's no competition, no strife, no division. They're an army. They're a wheel within a wheel, totally connected to the living creatures in heaven. This is what we're going. This I've shared this already, but, I, but, but I'm trying to just give a little overview of it. Over. Ezekiel's vision of the wheel within a wheel of a people with Jesus as the wheel inside the wheel will be so connected with the glory realm with those four living creatures that as those living creatures move at God's command, so do the wheels move. And as the living creatures are lifted up, the wheels are lifted up. And as the living creatures move, the wheels move in complete obedience, complete harmony, complete unity, that no, no division, no strife, and no one, no one breaks ranks. Why? Because they're one with the Lord and they're one with each other. That's what's coming. And it's already happening. It's already forming. I've seen it and I believe I'm part of it. And I believe you're part of it. You know, whether whether you're able to travel, whether you're able to come to a convergence or whether you're at home getting these things from the Lord, God is connecting us together. I call it team converge. Okay. Where God is saying, this is, I see, this is what God has. I need to be part of that, you know, to affect the nations and change it. And, and you, you'll find more information about that on our website. If you want to know about team converge, you can go on there and look at it. It says, um, it says, neither do they thrust upon another. They walk each one in his path and they burst through upon weapons, yet they are not wounded and do not change their course. They burst upon weapons. That is a spiritual positioning, beloved. That is a spiritual protection. Glory protects you. And so even though the enemy may throw a weapon to try to stop you, look what it says. It says, they are not wounded and they do not change their course. Why? Because no weapon formed against me shall what? Prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment is condemned. This is a place of victory. What I'm sharing with you is a victorious army, a, a, a full-grown, mature, multi-membered body of Christ filled with God's glory under the complete headship of the Lord Jesus Christ, working together upon the earth as a witness of the kingdom of God. And then it says, and the end will come with great signs and wonders because they're filled with glory. Isaiah says in verse chapter 60, verse 1, arise and shine for the light. That light is the king of glory has come. The light has come and the glory of the Lord shall be what? Seen. The glory of the Lord shall be seen. What? Risen upon you. That's what it looks like right here. That's what I'm laying before you. And this is happening right now as you spend a long time with the Lord. As you seek the Lord as the king of glory and say, God, I give you permission to change everything about me. Lord, even from where I was yesterday, yesterday's over. I need today's manna. I need today's hidden manna. I need to eat of you, drink of you, dwell with you, God, so that you can position and propel me and order my steps. You said the steps of a righteous man order the Lord. In Psalm 32, 8, it says, I, the Lord, and that's part of the glory realm. I, the Lord, will teach and instruct you in the way that you should go. 
every single minute of the day. I, the Lord, will teach you and instruct you in the way that you should go. And I will guide you with my own eyes. That's being revealed. And in that teaching, instructing, guidance, Jeremiah 29, 11 has become a living reality that I, the Lord, know the thoughts and plans that I have for you and therefore your well-being and for peace and not evil and that you have hope in your final outcome. God in this glory realm is revealing the thoughts and plans that he wrote about you in his book before you were even made, as the book of Psalms says. Before you were made, I wrote, I wrote down your days. God already wrote down our path. He already knows what we're going to do. As we seek his face, as we seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, which means, Lord, I live to do only your will. Speak only what you want me to speak. Do only what you want me to do. He said, then all these things shall be what? Added on to you. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. They, so that means that the weapons formed against them shall not prosper. They, that the enemy may try this, but because you're walking in that glory, it can't touch you. Do you remember when they wanted to throw Jesus off the cliff? He walked right through them. They wanted to kill him so many times they couldn't touch him. That's exactly what glory does. The enemy won't be able to touch you. You know, if God has you to lay your life down for him, that's the only way they're going to touch you when you walk in this glory. Because as he was in the world, what? So are we. The works that I do, you shall also do. And even greater works than these, you shall you do because I've gone to the Father. The greater works are not greater miracles. It's just what Jesus was limited to do in a single body. He's now be going to be able to do in a multi-membered army body of the Lord, filled with that kingdom, dominion, authority, and power that he walked in. We will, he will now walk that in us, work that within us, and he will walk it out through us as one with him as his bride, united with his bridegroom. It says, they leap upon the city, they run upon the wall, they climb upon the houses, they enter in the windows like a thief. The earth quakes before them, the heavens tremble, the sun and the moon are darkened, the stars withhold their shining. And this is the most important part of the passage. And the Lord utters his voice before his army. This is a special hearing. This is what 2020, 2021, and 2022 are here to bring. The ability to hear Jesus's voice as a war trumpet, clearly. To see him as the Alpha and Omega in Revelation chapter one and Revelation chapter four, to see the throne, to live in throne room positioning, throne room glory, come up here so I can show you the things that will come after. This speaks of a people who are living up here in the glory realm. They're filled with the glory realm. And now that glory is filling them on earth or in earth as it is in heaven, because they're so connected with the Lord in the glory realm as one with him and one with another. They're able to function and receive the divine creative words of God from the spirit of prophecy. They're able to execute and release on earth that which is in heaven. And because the Lord is uttering his voice before his harmony, and look at this, for his host is very great. And I, I just want to wrap up this, and just so that you get a, a little taste of where we're going. And they are strong and powerful. They are, who, the army, are strong and powerful. Look at what it says, who execute God's word. Where do they get that word from? the glory realm, as Jesus did. Jesus lived in the glory realm of that relationship with the Father. Remember what he said, Father, I pray in John 17, the glory that you've given me, that you give them, that as I am in you and you are in me, that they and we shall be one. Jesus prayed for us to have that same glory of oneness with the Father that he had. 
And that's exactly what his finishing work has come to do, to complete us, to make us completely one with Jesus as his bride, so that together as a bride and groom, we can be one with the Father. So what? So that God can execute his word through his army, through your mouth, through your body. He can use, your, use you and to be his ambassador and representative as if he was standing here right now to everyone God is sending you to do. Filled with that glory. Isn't that awesome? I'm going to read that last part again and then go back to the other scripture. And the Lord, the Lord utters his voice before his army, for his host is very great, large. And they are strong and powerful, those who execute, release God's word. To release it, you got to receive it. To receive that word, you got to come up into the glory realm. And to that, come up here so I can show you the things that will come hereafter. From this up here place, we receive the knowledge and glory of the Lord. In this up here place, God opens up our eyes to see like we've never seen before, to hear like we've never heard before, to know and understand his, his kingdom in ways we've never known in the church age. See, the church age is still on the horizontal plane. They're going this way. Let's evangelize. Let's go reach the lost at all costs. They're still going this way. It's doing the same operation, the same work, same conference, the same teaching, same structure. They're calling it new, but it's not. It's just a painted version trying to declare the old new. Because from everything from Revelation chapter one is, is vertical. It's this way. It requires us to come up. It requires us to see Jesus in a way we have never seen him before in Revelation chapter one as the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, or as the Omega God. And from seeing as the Omega God, he has an Omega message, a finishing word of Revelation chapter two and three of repent, change and overcome. And as we do, then then we are able to see the door standing open in heaven and a voice, that same voice would come up here to a higher place, to a higher level of anointing, a higher level of positioning, the highest level of positioning anointing that God has for us to function from. And in that place, God knits us together as a wheel within a wheel. So that, so that we can be connected with those living creatures on earth as it is in heaven. So now God can execute his word. And let me tell you, when you execute the word of the Lord, okay, you know, it is powerful. It's a sword and it changes everything, everything, because it's creative. It's a word of a different kind. It's from the spirit of prophecy and it must come to pass. It's not a word that might come to pass by people receiving or not. Where we're going to be speaking from, it will come to pass. Just like when Ananias and Sapphira came before um, Peter, he said, he said to Ananias, why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? He told him, you had all the money, you could have kept it and, and just gave what you had left. But because you lied and said you gave it all when you didn't, because now men are going to come in and carry your dead corpse out of here. See, that was a word of consequences. That was a word of consequences. That was a word of authority. That was an execution of God's word in power, authority, dominion, that a man died. Paul, Paul did it with the, when he called for that man to be blind for three days, and it happened. See, that's a creative word. That's the spirit of prophecy. That's authority, power, and dominion that cannot be changed, and it cannot be altered by the enemy. That's the word that God is going to execute through this army, and it's so powerful. They can run through a troop. They can leave all over a wall. Their horsemen, all that description talks about a people equipped with glory. A people enabled with glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Are you excited? Praise God. I hope so. Thank you, Lord. And it says, for the day of the Lord is great and terrible. And who 
can endure it. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want to give you one last, one opening um, picture as we begin to unfold the arising of Joel's army. And if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to go to Psalm 149 because I want to show you it from the book of Psalms that God describes that same army having a spiritual position. Thank you, Lord. Feel free to write your comments if uh, God shows you. Yes, Nicole, the, 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 those walls are crumbling. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If I can read them, I will. But it's so good to be with you this morning. Aren't you glad to be back together again? I am. Hallelujah. Psalm 149 says, Let the, praise the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Praise him in the assembly of the saints. I want you to notice that singing and worship releases God's governmental order and structure. Singing and pure holy worship to God releases God's governmental order, power, authority, structure, and dominion. The more God is worshiped in the beauty of his holiness, the more we are enabled to walk in kingdom power, authority, and dominion. That's why David's tabernacle is critical to what the Lord is doing upon the earth. And look at, look at what he commands them to do. I want you to see that this is the first part of the psalm. Because when you come to a divine convergence, this is what happens at a convergence. Psalm 49 becomes a living reality. It says, let Israel rejoice in him their maker. Let Zion's children triumph and be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in chorus. That's what we do in choir and with single or group dance. Let them sing praises to him on the tambourine and lyre. We use our instruments. And as we sing these new songs, they're not the canned songs that you sing every Sunday in church. They're spontaneous songs. They're new songs. If you come to convergence, yes, God will have us sing what I call written songs that we've sung before as he desires. But most of the songs that he has us sing are brand new because they're, they're given to us from a new place. We're coming up into a new realm of glory. So the music and worship of that glory realm is completely different than what we've ever experienced in church. Completely different. I want to tell you that your best church service worship cannot compare to this glory, pure, holy worship of God. It's not even close. Matter of fact, you can't even bring what we sing in church today into that glory realm for the most part. You can't bring it in there because the, the music that we sing is more about us and what we've gotten from God than more about him. And if it's about him, it's only about what he's done for us. The worship of heaven before the throne has nothing to do with, with so much about us as it does about his glory. And then we enter that glory. We sing, we dance. It says where the Lord takes pleasure in his people. Now, this is really powerful. He will beautify the humble with salvation and adorn the wretched with victories. Let the saints be joyful in the glory. Let the saints be joyful in the glory and the beauty. This is powerful. Underline this in the Bible. I'm reading out the Amplified. This is verse five. Let the saints be joyful. Are you joyful yet? Let the saints be joyful in the glory and beauty which God confers upon them. If you want to look at that beauty, go to Isaiah chapter four and read it. Look at how God beautifies us with the spirit of burning and the spirit of judgment and how he totally finishes us and completes us. And he pitches a canopy of glory over us in Isaiah chapter four, four. And we become a separated, consecrated people carrying the glory of God, positioned to be God's deliverers. And then how is that delivering power going to be released? It says, let the saints be joyful in glory and beauty and let them sing for joy upon their beds. That bed represents resting place. So from the place of rest, the secret place of the most high God, 
where we're stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, when all the stuff is going around in the world, like it says in Psalm, uh, Psalm 91, verses 1 through, 1 through 7, all the things that are around us, it says, but it shall not come near you. No evil shall befall thee. It shall not come upon you. You will be inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High God, and you shall only see the punishment of the wicked. And then it tells us why, because he sets his love upon me. God will protect us. And because we're singing in that protected place, that singing place, that resting place, look what it says. In that resting place is we have a commission. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And if you come to a conversion, you will see that, that, that the high praises, which is that pure holy worship, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, right? And that pure holy worship is let the high praises of God be in their mouth or their throats and a two-edged sword in their hand. You will see that in Revelation chapter one, Jesus has a two-edged sword in his, in, in his hand. And in, in the other hand, he's got the seven golden candlesticks that he's holding. And there's a sword that comes out of his mouth that's two-edged, excuse me. He's got a two-edged sword that comes out of his mouth the spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning and take that two-edged sword and put it in their hands. The kingdom of God is what? At hand. And then it says, as they sing these praises and worship to God, look what happened. It's going to wreak, wreak vengeance upon the nation and chastisement upon the people. When the, these glory bringers, this army of the Lord comes into that place of pure holy worship, they get new armor. They get new equipment. They get new weapons to release on earth that is in heaven. And look what it will do. It will wreak havoc upon the nations and bring to wreak vengeance upon the nations and chastisement on the people. It will pull down the principalities and powers over those regions and bring them down to be defeated. And it will replace it with the kingdom of glory, God's glory worship in the second heavens. And as that happens, look what it says. It will bind their kings with chains and their noble with fetters of iron. What is that which will bind them? The word of the Lord. Great is the army that executes his word. To bind those kings with fetters of iron is to bind them by the word of God, the creative word of God with the authority and power that comes forth from the garden of Eden reality, where we were given the power to take dominion and subdue the earth. Isn't that powerful? Amen. That's right, Patricia. Christ in me, the hope of glory. That's exactly it. And I want you to see what we're going to be able to do. To execute, there's that word, the judgment. The Lord utters his voice before this army. And great is that army that executes, that releases these words of judgment. To execute them upon them, the judgments that have been written in heaven. And look at who he gives the honor to. He, the Lord, gives this honor to all his saints, his overcomers, those set-apart ones. So that's a little bit of the overview of what it's going to look like. Amen? Now, I started this with Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 10 through 13. I went a long way around to get there. It says, for my beloved spoke and said to me, Rise up, my fair one, and come away. Below, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. The flowers appear in the earth. 
The time of the singing of the birds is come and the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth green figs and the vines with tender grapes give a good smell. Arise my love, my fair way and come, come away. Every part of that scripture is a prophetic, prophetic vision for our day. I learned this from my spiritual father, Wade Taylor from Pinecrest. He got the revelation and from the day I met him almost 30 years ago, I ate it and drank it and God burned it within me to become a living reality in my heart. Now this spiritual passage, this passage of scripture expresses in the most beautiful picture, a prophetic vision of the outpouring of God that I just talked to you about, of what his pure holy love is going to do in your life. As we seek the face of the Lord, say, God, fill me with your pure holy love. I need to know you. I need to see you. That love is coming like a burning fire. Our God is consuming fire. And that fire is his glory. This day, we're being filled with glory. In the church age, we were saved and baptized with the Holy Spirit, right? But now we're being filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. Uh, John said, the one that comes after me is mightier than I. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. At Pentecost, we saw that fire come down and fill them and baptize them, enable them and equip them. But in this last days, we get the Holy Ghost, which we've already been filled with and baptized with, and with fire. And that fire is what I'm talking about. It's the glory of God. That's why they're fire bringers, glory bringers, and earth changers. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, this scripture, this scripture is a Song of Solomon, chapter 2, 10 through 13. It's 10 through 13. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 10 through 13. It speaks of a special time of divine intervention. That's where we are now. During which the Lord will reveal himself and his glory. That's what this is talking about. There is a time and it's a limited time. And we're almost to the end of that time to get prepared, positioned and propelled with glory. Now our choices are, are we gonna be a wise virgin or a foolish virgin? So that when we hear at that midnight hour, which is the change of the day, behold, go out and meet the bridegroom. That's happened. And now you have a little time to get the extra oil to go out to meet him because there's going to be a period of time when that company of full-grown sons is completed. That bridal company, those wise virgins are going to enter through the door and the door is going to shut and the rest of the body will not be able to come into this place that I'm describing you. Receive this anointing, this glory, this change. Okay, this man-child anointing, this overcoming anointing, this full-grown sons and daughter transformation, they will not be able to get it. They will be like the, the woman that's going to be chased by the dragon in Revelation chapter 11 because they weren't prepared. They didn't position themselves and they're not be ready to be filled with the glory. So we are in a time right now, a season of divine intervention. And it can't be seen. Most people can't see it. The, many in the church, the church leaders can't see it. Because their focus is to go back to doing ministry as we've done it before, or take the mission we've done before and make it prettier. And it has nothing of the glory of the Lord. Matter of fact, it's probably void of the glory of the Lord. 
And eventually, if they're not careful and they don't change, God is going to come and remove the candlestick, as he says in Revelation chapter 2, if they don't return to their first love and do their first work. God will remove the candlestick and Ichabod will be written over them, which is the glory of the Lord departed. Notice that the glory of God is talked about so much in the Bible. When it departs, it's called Ichabod, the glory of the Lord departed. You don't want to be an Ichabod people. You want to be a people filled with the glory of God that can contain the glory of God. Amen. So we're in a time of special divine intervention where God is revealing himself and his glory. And he's preparing a corporate witness of that glory. That's why back in 20, at the end of 2021, God said, I want you to, he dropped in my spirit, divine convergence. I said, Lord, what is that? What's a divine convergence? I said, Henry, I want you to meet with me, starting here where I live in Navarre, Florida. I want you to invite those that will hear my voice. And when you have these meetings, there's to be no agenda. He said, I am the agenda. All I want you to do is worship me and seek my face, and I will show you what I want to do from there. There's no guest speakers. There's no, there's no, this is no, there's no guest speakers. It's just you and the Lord and us and the Lord. And that was hard to do because who's going to come where there's no guest speakers, there's no theme, like work of signs and wonders, miracles, or, or this theme or that theme like we've done in the church age? There's no theme except Jesus. There's no seeking except seeking the face of Jesus. And that's what we do at each convergence. And from that place, we begin to receive the thoughts and plans of God, his strategies and blueprints together as a corporate expression. Everyone participates. Everyone has a part. Everyone has a place from the singers, the dancers, the musicians, and all of those tools and weapons God has given are used at the same time. And our corporate body arises filled with the glory of God, filled with prophetic insight, prophetic revelation, apostolic authority. Bible ministers function together with, with just like they did in uh, David's tabernacle. There were no big people, no little people. We're just God's people and God with his people. And yet we all function in our place. Each part supplies what the other needs. You know, people have said, I have an apostolic anointing on my life, a prophetic anointing. I'll let you decide that. But if I do, that I still function. I just function with everyone else and everyone else functions with me. I'm not up there at the front teaching everybody, giving them all that everybody's taking notes, go home and do their thing. No, in this corporate expression, this corporate body of Christ, we all function. Why? Because the Lord functions like we get connected to his head. Jesus, our head, and as and and because of that head, the fivefold ministry being the neck, now the body can flow because the information is flowing through his fivefold ministry and his body. Notice the neck is connected right next to the body, so there's only a little space between the head and the neck, and all that is 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 so that the rest of the body can function. But if you were to see it prophetically, it, we would be standing on our head with Jesus being underneath us, the neck here, and the rest of the body with their feet straight up. Okay, so so it, so, and I picture that upside down because that's really right side up in the kingdom of God, and what we could consider right side up order is upside down. When we have the fivefold ministry up here and everybody else underneath, so those foundation stones, as I shared before, these big stones that are be between Jesus as the cornerstone and Jesus as a finish stone, are crushing the church, burying the church under church vision, under church order, come and follow me and do what I do. And, and everybody becomes a little uh, religious automaton, just like everybody else. 
and no one and unless you you know no one can ever grow no one can ever move because there's no place for the body to function in our services there's no place for them to function except the leaders or those that we deem uh we deem are usable and yet there are people in the body of christ that are so filled with god's glory and power like you that that if they were in a, the right environment of like a convergence you would be able to function and be who God created you to be, whether you sing, dance, prophesy, whatever it is that God would have you to do and minister, your part would supply my part. My part would supply your part and the body would build itself up in love, exactly as Ephesians 4 says we're supposed to. That's what happens at the divine convergence. Because in it, in our seeking the Lord, God brings forth a prepared corporate witness. If you were to come to convergence, you would see that witness. The spirit of prophecy is the witness. It's the testimony of Jesus Christ being in your midst. And in a convergence, we flow in that spirit of prophecy, the seven spirits of God realm, and we all become witnesses of his glory. And then when God allows, he takes us out to worship him in strategic places in the city to be a witness there. So powerful was it in San Francisco of the worship God had us worship with and declare. People didn't laugh, they didn't mock, they stood and they listened. Young people stood for a half hour and listened to me sing my testimony prophetically as worship to the Lord and minister to the Lord. And many came over, some, some even joined in, some, some would join there, no one mocked, no one laughed, they were changed. They were apprehended by the glory of God. You should have been there and saw it. I've seen it happen in Philadelphia. I've seen it happen here. It is so powerful because they have never seen God's glory in his people. They've never experienced that pure, holy worship and glory. I could have taken, you know, like you see that guy that's, I'm not saying this is bad, but that man that's doing all the worship and bringing everybody together, singing all the songs that we sing. There's large numbers of those. And people can walk by that who don't know the Lord. Maybe some will be drawn, but many of them laugh at it because I've done those things. This, nobody laughed. How can you laugh at God's glory? It drew them, it brought them. It was so powerful in Philadelphia that a woman who was on the other side of the park at the Liberty Bed heard the music and came and she said, this is pure holy worship of the Lord. She goes, this is what we've been seeking. That's how powerful God wants to make your life as a witness. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Are you ready? Beloved, we are in the dawning in daylight hours of this divine intervention that began in March 2020 and is unfolding more in 2022. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In 2020, when COVID caused a worldwide shutdown, the Lord spoke to me and said, you're never going back to where you were. That is the number one requirement to receive his glory. you got to burn the ships. That representing all that your past life was your past church experience. And if I were a pastor today over a congregation, I would do this if I still had when back in Connecticut where we had 200 people at one time, I would throw it all away and I would bring them together with the Lord just as we do at a divine convention, convergence. Because I know that if we were to come collectively with 200 people, there would be a greater manifestation of God's glory and God would use it to impact the city and region in a greater way. Unfortunately, too many leaders yet are not open yet to hear this, that God needs a change of the structure. He needs to not fix it. He needs to replace it with a brand new kingdom structure of a seeking the Lord called David's Tabernacle. So in 2020, 
the Lord told Donna that we needed to burn the ships. And so we laid the ministry we, we, we had been doing of missionary prayer work for the last past 16 years at the feet of the Lord and say, okay, Lord, burn it up. Bring us into the new that you're birthing in this time in the world. Stopping. It's here where God spoke to me three prophetic words, prepared, positioned, and propelled. And I've taught about that. If you go back to my to our website and you go to our media page, you can find all the teachings on these three topics from 2020 and 2021. In 2020, it was a word of preparation. 2022, a word of positioning. 2021, a word of positioning. Now in 2022, it's a word of propelling glory. Isaiah 60, verse 1, 3, 1 through 3, speaks of that propelling glory. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you, is risen upon you. Notice it's upon you. It's not just within us. The kingdom of God is within us, but now is upon us, the Perusia glory of God. For behold, just like now, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But here's the divine intervention. This is what how God is preparing us to be Joel's army, to be full-grown sons and daughters of God. It says, but the Lord shall arise upon you. As he rises within us, he's rising upon us. So that he's not only in us, he's upon us. It's a surrounding glory. That's what Jesus walked in. He walked in the Shekinah, the, the, the surrounding glory. He was filled with the glory, but he's surrounded with the glory. That's what's going to make us fire bringers and deliverers. Because that's, that, that, that's a canopy of God's protection. It's a canopy of his authority, power, and dominion that will transform your life your children's life, your mother and father's life, your relative's life, your church's life, your ministry, your cities, and your nations. It says so, look it. But the Lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. That's 2 Thessalonians 1.10. And that day, Jesus will come. That's exactly where we are now, he's come. To be seen, he's come to what? Be seen, glorified in his saints. It says in 2 Thessalonians, in his saints. That's the same word here in Isaiah 61 through 3. Amen. But the Lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. And look at this. This is how God is going to bring in the end time harvest. If you look at our new, uh, at our new website, you're going to see the wheat. When you see the bottom of the page, you're going to see wheat blowing. The Lord gave our IT man that picture because this is what's happening by the arising glory. I believe our new web our new website reflects the glory of the Lord and the Gentiles shall come to your light. Notice it says you're not going to them. It says they're going to come to your light. You may be sent, but your light is going to draw them in. I watched that with my own family in these last months. I can't even tell you how God did that. And it says, and kings are going to come to the brightness of your arising. See, we've read these things for years. It's hard to understand how will this really happen? How will God really do it? See, preachers tell us it's going to happen, but they don't tell us how it's going to happen. The way it happens is by you burning your ships. The way it happens is that you diligently seek the face of God. And Psalm 24 becomes a living reality within your life. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Who has not sworn deceitfully. 
And as it comes up, it's, it, it, as it says, you know, this is a generation that will seek his face as their vital need. So the key is seeking his face as your vital need. And as, you, as he gives you clean hands and a pure heart, a cry from heaven begins to fill you. Who is the king of glory? Who is the king of glory? That burns within you. That's a spiritual question that's from God that he deposits within you. Let me just read it real quick to you. We're going to wrap up shortly here. We're not going to go too much longer. So I'll probably end with this. Psalm 24. This psalm is a kingdom transformational, prophetic, apostolic, spirit of prophecy word that comes forth from this divine intervention of the Lord. It says, the earth is the Lord and the fullness of it and the world that dwell in it, dwells in it. For he has founded upon the seas and established it upon the currents in the rivers. Who shall go up to the mountain of the Lord? Or who shall stand in that holy place? He asked the question because that question is what Jesus is releasing to us of his glory. Father, the glory that you give in me, I give them. That as I am in you and you are in me, that they and we shall be one. Amen. So the world will know that you love them as you love me. That's what he said in John 17. So who shall go up to the mount of the Lord? You, me, the remnant of God. And when we gather in divine convergences, we go up that mountain of the Lord together. And it says, he, he who has clean hands, that's the work of glory. Glory is purifying you. It's the third day finishing work of God. It's removing everything, whether you see it or not, whether you feel it or not, that glory is changing you. It's removing every spot, every blemish to bring you forth like a bride, all adorned in white without spot, blemish, and wrinkle. God's glory is working with you when you can see and when you cannot see. It's exposing the darkness for you to bring to the light, to repent and change. And there are areas God is just burning out just because he's burning it out. So that, the, the, so that when the prince of this world comes in these last moments of time, he'll find no place in you because you're filled with the glory of the Lord. And look what it says. He, it says he shall have... He has clean hands and a pure heart, but has not lifted himself to falsehood or what is false or sworn deceitfully. These people, look what it says, shall receive blessings from the Lord. Blessings, impartations, anointings from the Lord, okay? And righteousness from God of his salvation. They receive the blessings and the righteousness, which is God's will, God's purposes, his thoughts and plans for your life, the enabling, the equipping, the spiritual warfare, the armor, the equipment that you need. So that then says, because this is a generation of those who seek him, who require for him out of necessity, require him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. This is the generation of those who seek and inquire the face of God as a necessity. In other words, they're burning and passionately in love with Jesus. Amen. That's right, Loretta. This is such a apostolic prophetic releasing of the kingdom age of kingdom power, glory, and anointing of how God is finishing us. Why we must prepare ourselves to meet with him with clean hands, a pure heart. And we bring every one of those weaknesses and failures into those feet that are burning like 
an oven in Revelation chapter one and say, Lord, burn these up in me. And God's power and fire is going to remove every spot, every blemish, every wrinkle, every scar from the past as if it didn't exist. Because we're going to be completely transformed and transfigured with that glory. Amen. As Jesus was. So that his life can now be seen in our life. Our life becomes his life. And now he's able to live his victorious life through us. And we become an end time witness of Jesus, of the kingdom of God. And, and dominion, power, authority, and miracles. And God is going to prove every word that he speaks out of your mouth because they're not your words, but his words. Amen. It says, this is a generation that will seek him. And then we have a command. And this is what brings us. These are, are the tools that God needs from you and I to bring us, to change us, to prepare us to be these arising sons of God in Joe's army. It says, lift up your head on your gates. And be lifted up, you age-abiding doorway, that the king of glory will come in. So we're called to lift up our heads, all your gates, and lift up your heads as an everlasting doorway. And we're asked to do one thing, let the king of glory come in. Where else do we see that in scripture? Revelation 2.20. I stand at the door and knock. At the end of the church age, at the beginning of the kingdom age, Jesus is standing outside of us, knocking. We're already saved. He's not speaking to the lost here. He's speaking to the saved. And he's knocking for you to come into a higher place in him. To the finishing work of the Lord. Which is all what the book of Revelation teaches us in chapters 1 through 5. He's standing at the door knocking and says, If any man will hear his voice and will open, open up the door. See, that's our work. And let him come in. He says, I, look, I will come in and sup with them. And they will sup with me. This is what the supping looks like. Lift up your head on your gates. Be lifted up your age abiding doorways that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? Well, who is he? How are you going to know him? How is he going to reveal himself in you as a king of glory? By you supping with him. And if you invite somebody in for supper, you got to feed them. So in our alone time, in our corporate time, what do we do? We feed the Lord our pure love our worship and devotion. That's why it's not a song service. That's why it's not a service. We come together to pour the alabaster oil of love upon Jesus' feet. And we worship him in the beauty of his holiness. And we're not seeking anything. We're not seeking his hand. We're not seeking provision. We're seeking his face. That he is worth seeking alone. And nothing happens from our time of seeking with him. Who cares? It was enough to be with him when he finds those people who want him above what he gives, above his blessings, above all the power that people are seeking and miracle working that just want him as a purpose. When he finds those, those are the ones that he can fill with his glory. Those are the ones that contain his glory because it will not be about what they do, about the work they do. They're calling their ministry. It will be all about reflecting his love. And out of that love, we obey every one of his commands because we love him. It, it has nothing to do with working for the Lord. It has nothing to do with trying to build something from the Lord. It's God making us become something, a bride, an overcomer with the Lord. And like in Song of Solomon, the bride comes out of the wilderness, leaning 100% upon her beloved. So now they're one. And now they walk in unity of the spirit. And she doesn't do anything without him. 
and he doesn't do anything without her. The two shall become one. This is a mystery of Christ in the church. And in that oneness, you begin to see who the king of glory is. And that king of glory lives in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. See how it makes sense now, how that scripture means? Christ in you, right? The eternal God, the eternal Godhead living inside of you, the hope of glory. What glory? The glory of oneness. And in that, he reveals himself as the king of glory. And as he reveals himself as the king of glory, he fills his bride with his glory so that she can walk in glory, power, authority, and dominion with him. So that his thoughts and his desires are executed through her. Great is that army that executes his word. Hallelujah. Who is this king of glory? And this is in our alone time with God, individually and corporately. We begin this revelation is not words on a page. It becomes your experiential experience of Jesus Christ as he's being revealed today. We have known Jesus as a lamb, but now we're going to know Jesus as the lion. This is the time we're going to see the lamb and the lion together, but our focus is on the lion because God is revealing himself as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Who is worthy to take that scroll? See the root of David, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is worthy to take that scroll and open up the seals. Notice it's the revelation of the lion that's necessary to transform the earth. We have seen the lamb. He'll always be the lamb, but he's, but he's also the lion. He's the alpha lamb and the omega lion. And now we are revealed. Now he's revealing to himself to you in this divine intervention as the lion of the tribe of Judah, as a king of glory. And what's going to happen with inside of you? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord strong in battle is being revealed in you. Do you understand what that means? We'll talk about it more tomorrow. The Lord who is strong and mighty is revealing his might within you. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. God is giving us an unceasing supply of oil. That as God reveals himself as the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord strong in battle, that revelation becomes your life experience. And so there's no fear in love, is there? Because mm, perfect love casts out all fear. So God is raising up a fearless people, a, a, an army, the lights who have never been seen before. Like I described in Joel chapter two, they don't break ranks. It's like a fire goes before them and behind them. And before them is like the garden of Eden and behind them a desolate wilderness. Why? Because the king of glory is living inside of them. The king of glory, the omega God is now being revealed through his corporate body, a corporate body that's going to be revealing the omega god the lion of judah with the authority and power and dominion that will transform the kingdoms of this earth into the kingdoms of our god in christ hallelujah amen i hope this was worth watching today then it tells us a second time lift up your head all ye gates and lift them up you age abiding doorways that the king of glory may come in and the second question who is the king of glory the lord of hosts he is the king of glory not only is he filling us with that glory, not only is he revealing us with this glory, he's surrounding us with the host of heaven as a wheel within a wheel. We're connected with the four living creatures. We're connected with the armies of heaven. So as we are the army in earth and the army of heavens begin to manifest on the earth, heaven and earth come together as a corporate bride, as a corporate bride and bridegroom together, a army is arising, a wheel within a wheel is arising, a royal priesthood is arising, a holy nation is formed, and that picture and all of those names described a people that God is with, that Jesus is going to lead into this end time purposes to transform this earth and change it and to bring in the entrance of his millennial reign. Hallelujah.
Yes, there'll be cleansing judgments. Yes, there's going to be great darkness, wars, and all the stuff that the, that we've read about are going to happen. The seals are going to open. The plagues are going to open. All those things are going to happen. But while but 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 God is going to have a people that are set in battle array. Now I know some people believe that that you know they're going to the rapture's coming before the tribulation. People some have middle, some have the end. I'm not going to talk about any of those things. Whether there is a physical rapture or not is irrelevant to me. All I know is that no matter what, up until that time where the Lord comes to rule and reign for a thousand years with his people, we there is an overcoming people, full-grown sons of God that are enabled to walk and overcome for as long as the Lord desires. Amen. So if you know if if there's a physical rapture and it comes first, praise God. If it comes in the middle, praise God. If it comes in the end, praise God. If it doesn't happen at all, praise God. We're gonna be ready. We're going to be propositioned and we're going to be propelled for as long as God has us to be his army on this earth to prepare a way for his coming. Are you ready for that, beloved? Amen. Are you ready for that? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All I know is if you look outside right now, you know, and you see the war and you see what's happening in this nation. And you see what happened up in Canada, how people are rising up as deliverers to speak the word of the Lord. Amen. You know, there is a spiritual rapture of meeting the Lord in the air right now. That's happening. That's what it says. We're meeting him in the air in this way up here. Come up here so I can show you the things that are come hereafter. That's even a higher place in Revelation chapter one, where John was in the spirit. But he meets the Lord in the spirit. He gets the revelation. Jesus tells him to write, write it down. And he calls us up into that first place so that we can repent, change, and overcome. So we can take us to that higher place of where we're functioning as a living wheel within a wheel upon the earth. As Joel's army and the rising sons of God. Amen. Well, that's an overview of where we're going in this, in this series. Some of this, some of you heard before, but we have some new people who may never heard it. So it's all going to tie together. But we're going to see over the next couple of days how God does it. It's not enough to hear about it. I've been to a lot of teachings. They say, well, this, this, God's going to do this and this and this, but they hardly ever show you how to get there. I believe it's because we didn't go deep enough to get the plans of God to get there. We got the revelation, but we didn't get the understanding. And then when we, then we didn't get the right timing and we didn't deliver it correctly. But we are now. God's teaching us. Father, I thank you this morning. I give you praise. I give you honor honor lord i pray right now such a release such an impartation such a quickening of this word let it burn in our hearts like it did with the two men on the road to emmaus lord they said did not our hearts burn within us as he expounded the scriptures i pray such a release such a strengthening and I, impartation, would you receive this? Father, I pray such a quickening, a stirring, an activation, a cultivation of a desire to go deeper and deeper into your heart. Lord, I pray today that everything that would keep us from seeking you in our lives, in our priorities, would now come in alignment with your will. That you remove everything that needs to be removed from us, everything that's delaying us, hindering us, stopping us from, from the destination of your heart hearing your heartbeat. I praise alignment that 
today, people's lives, our lives, our family will come in alignment with you. Alignment with your purposes, alignment with your plans of seeking first the kingdom of God. Alignment and your righteousness. I speak divine alignment. I release divine alignment, ability to make changes where we, where we, Lord, where we've never made changes before. I pray that our eyes, the scales off of our eyes, Lord, would fall off so that we can see and remove those things that are hindering us in our personal life and our personal devotion with you. Lord, every place that we're being consumed by time in the wrong way, God, that's keeping us from you our activities, our priorities. We give you permission to change them. We give you permission to remove them. And Lord, even relationships, if, our, if there are relationships we're in right now that are hindering us and stopping us, Lord, from coming deeper into your heart, then we give you permission to remove them. And Lord, and, and Lord, and to bring the new relationships that you have for our life at this time and this hour, Lord, that we can walk together in the deep of the Lord. You said deep cries out unto the deep, even unto the noise of the water spouse. And his billows flow over us, God. Let your billows flow over us this morning. Create in us today, Lord, a deeper passion for you, a deeper hunger for you, a deeper thirsting for you, a deeper desire for the hidden man of Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that overcoming anointing would come, that we would repent, that you'd open our eyes and cause us to repent where we need to repent, change where we need to change so that we can overcome. So that we can, Lord, you said that he that overcomes, you give him permission to sit down next to you on your throne as you overcame and sat down on your father's throne. Father, bring us into that divine spiritual position, Lord. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing today. I pray such a strengthening, such a quickening, such an enabling to your people. And I thank you, Lord, and we receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, if you're just joining, I pray to you to go back and listen to this video. It'll be posted on YouTube and on Facebook in a little while. Amen. Was this a blessing to you? Just give me a thumbs up if you can. You know, that would be great. I'm going to put down a little bit of information for you. If you're interested in coming to the Convergence, and, and Schenectady, Schenectady, New York, Divine Convergence, A, 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 2nd through the 7th. Tomorrow I'll have this all written out, so I don't have to do this. And it's at the Double Tree, Tree Hotel. Okay, that's the information. I gave you a link up there. If you do have that link up there and, and go on it, you can register. It's filling up fast. Okay, there's over like like over 20, 20 something people already registered and we have limited seating. So if you want to come, pray about it. And if you think that possibly that you could come to this convergence, it will change your life. I'm going to be doing some videos with some of our team members about this convergence coming up. We're going to probably do them on Tuesday and Thursday nights just to explain it interact with you, talk about it together, you know, and so that you can get the heart of what God does at these convergences and why what I'm sharing with you, why this is such a tool of the Lord to bring us into this very place as a rising Joel's army and sons of God. So anyways, um, we'll be doing some broadcast about that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And also today, if God touches your heart, 
a, any desire to, to uh, people ask me, how can we bless you and, and release financial blessings to you? And I, I'll do this at the end of the broadcast. And, and, you know, no one has to give anything. Everything's free. If you go to our website, you go to our resource pages, everything's free. We don't charge anything. We trust God to touch people like you. You know, that desire, you know, of the Lord and God touches them to, to give financial blessings. And if he doesn't touch you to do it, then don't do it. He may have you give blessings up elsewhere, and that's fine. But to those of you that God is touching today, that, that would like to help support Don and I as, as these traveling missionaries and also to travel and do the work of the Lord, that's our PayPal link. It's also, there's a donation button on our, uh, our website, but that's how you do it. If any of you need prayer, or if we can help you in any way, here's my personal email address. And you can send me any prayer request and our team will pray for you unless it's personal and you don't want them to know the details. You can send that directly to me. And what I would, what I usually do is I share with them, you know, um, just somebody's healing, restoration of family and our prayer warriors will pray for you. But we are here for you too. This, you know, we love you. We want to help you in any way we can help you become everything that God created to be. So if we can serve you in any way, help you anyway, you've got my email, you've got all the information that you need, contact me, please. You know, so let me know what we can do to serve you and pray for you. And I want to thank all of you who have been such a blessing by praying for us and helping us and helping us do the convergences, you know, um, and sowing, blessing us financially. Thank you so much for those financial blessings. We wouldn't have been, and, and support blessings. We would have never been able to do it. And if you're interested in being part of Team Converge, go to our website, read about it. And we have a group of people who are part of the deployment team that actually go. And we got a operational team of many prayer warriors, financial givers, uh, supply givers that really believe in what God's doing in this convergence and want to be part of that. If you, your church, your ministry, or, you know, want to be part of that, go to the website. All right. Amen. <laughs> Amen, Lisa. Thank you for those comments. Amen. Cheryl says, yes. Oh, I'm glad, Cheryl. That's beautiful. Thank you, Lisa, for your comments. And for everyone that commented, I'll go back and read them later. Amen. Thank you, Loretta. That's right. Deep cries out onto the deep. Amen. Nicole, thank you for your comments. And Eva, you too, and everyone that's watching. It's been a blessing being with you. Thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same station. God bless you all. We love you. Bye-bye.